Hey, welcome. I'm Mitch Reynolds, Lacrosse Talk PM and WYZM News Talk, 1410 AM, 92.3 FM. Thanks for joining us here this afternoon and this evening, this hour, brought to you by Habitat for Humanity. If you'd like to join us here on the air, just use the Better Hearing Center Talk and Text Line, Better Hearing Center Talk and Text Line, 608-785-7914, allows you to be a part of the program. Call in or text in either way you get in. At 608-785-7914, using the Better Hearing Center talk and text line, 785-7914. We're also on Facebook and Twitter. You can send me an email, mitch at 1410wyzm.com. And uh, via Facebook Live, for those of you watching on Facebook Live, you already know that we have a couple of guests in the studio with us. Um for the first part of the show, anyway, and we'll talk with them about uh, about an upcoming event uh, on Tuesday, actually, coming up next Tuesday, and that is uh, the guys from. Now, I, I, help me out with this before I introduce you. Is it can can I say B or dot B or what do we what do we call ourselves now? We just call it B. You just call it B. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Says I tell you what, man, googling B is a little bit. Difficult, just in case you're wondering yeah, I know. how difficult you've made <laughs> your organization to find on the World Wide Web of the Internet. And we've worked with professionals uh, to set that up. Did you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know, man. B, yeah, there is. I got it. It's, oh, I'm sorry. Did I not? It's well, Lac- No, I'm going to put it in the Facebook Live. Yeah, Okay. Okay. All right, so uh, we got Ken Ford and Paul Santarude from B who are in the studio with us, and I appreciate you guys coming in. Thanks so much. Uh, well, thank because, you for having us. Well, absolutely. I actually, we the last time they were here was a million years ago, and we were talking about fake news. And um, at that time, they were holding an event, and and this is, and we'll talk about the events coming up here, relative how how it all works relatively soon. But the last time they were in here. I got a ton of good feedback from people who were saying, wow, those, that sounds really cool. And I was really fun to hear those guys. And I'd like to hear more about that. And um, so it, it was great. Uh, Ken reached out to me and he said, Let, can we talk about this next one coming up? I said, absolutely, let's do this. Um, so you have an event uh, coming up next week. This is, and we t- we'll try to explain what this is. So it's kind of a, a dinner and a talk. Paul, we'll, we'll, yeah. I'll, I'll go to you. I'll ask you. This is sort of a dinner and a, and a talk and an opportunity to uh, to generate some conversation about a particular topic, and yep. then and then have people work on on their thoughts about this particular topic during sort of breakout sessions and things like that. Is that basically it? Yeah. Okay. Right. I mean, it's it's an it's an opportunity to get together to talk about um, what you know. Some some of our topics have been a little bit more maybe controversial, uh, but this one kind of gets at some some core values of of who we are and and you know what what do you value. As you know, uh, being a citizen of the state, of the country, of your neighborhood, uh, that sort of thing, and you know, the idea is to get people from different, you know, points of view to come together to find out that honestly, there's probably an awful lot of similarities. Yeah. Um, and you know, the, and we live in this sort of culture of divisiveness. Uh, so often that it's kind of appropriate, I think, to have places where we can come together to have these conversations and find out that we really do have a lot, that we share a lot. B is an organization that got together originally um, because they had nothing else to do. No, uh, no, they were. No, the, really, the interest was in kind of doing exactly what Paul was talking about, is that finding out what we have in common. 
So let's talk about this upcoming event. It's on Tuesday. It's at Hackberry's Bistro above the the food uh, People's Food Co-op on um, Fifth Fifth Avenue. Uh, it is Tuesday at, at uh, six o'clock. And tell me about the event, Ken or Paul, whoever. What they've got. Well, our our uh, topic this time is is really about citizenship okay. and and what does that mean uh, to people from you know different walks of life and different points of view. Um, what makes a good citizen? You know, uh, I think that uh, you know there are a lot of core values mm-hmm. that we that we share, um, and we we tend to lose sight of those. So, um, but our speaker is going to be Tom Thibodeau, who is the uh, director of the student leadership program at, or uh, not exactly sure what his title is, but he's been teaching servant leadership at Viterbo yeah. for um, ever thirty years yeah. at least. <laughs> uh, so um, he he understands um, citizenship and what it means to be a part of a community and that sort of thing. So is that is that a different? Depending on where you sit, citizenship, does it mean something different things to different people? Well, I don't know. I mean, that's kind of what the conversation okay. I, uh, hopefully will will come to. Right. Um, that I think that there's an awful lot of shared characteristics mm-hmm. and uh, and core values that we hold. Uh, but you know, how do you explain then the this sort of acrid dynamic that keeps going on? Mm-hmm. Both on the airwaves, but also you know in print and and everywhere else and social media, where people sure. are you know essentially cutting off people who have been friends of theirs for years mm. because they tend to look at things differently. Okay, all right. Uh, it, this is um, it gets, it gets, give me the structure of how these things go. Ken, why don't you do, why don't you do that for me? So if you decide to join us. Uh, next Tuesday at 6 at Hackaberry Bistro. This is what you can expect. You, you come at 6, we greet you, we give you a name tag, and uh, we invite you to uh, share a meal with us. It's a free meal. Uh, you go to a table with people perhaps you know, perhaps you don't know, and you begin to have a conversation over, over the meal that mm-hmm. you're, you're sharing. Uh, in about 15, 20 minutes, Paul gets up and begins to uh, talk about our evening, what he can expect that evening. Mm-hmm. He invites you into the space, and uh, in, in about 15 minutes after that, we uh, invite our, our speaker, Tom, and he'll speak for about a half hour on the topic, share a lot of personal stories about community, what, how he sees it. And then about 7 o'clock, we break up into small groups again, and each table has a small group facilitator, and we begin to have conversations. Uh, conversations uh, around community, around the topic, um, but also there's questions that we've, we've put together that, uh, that guide our conversation. Mm-hmm. And we have guidelines for conversations. Be present, um, turn off your phone, uh, <laughs> be respectful, um, listen. And there's a number of them uh, that we have li- listed on our website. I, I'm wondering, I mean, do you have to remind people to turn off their phone? Is that something that you have to remind people to actually do? Is that they're like sitting there, they're like, wait, I got to take this. Really? This conversation is titillating, but oh my gosh, I got to get this. Uh, no. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, we A little tell, bit. yeah, we remind them. All right. <laughs> uh, free meal. Let's emphasize that. Yeah, we, guys, can you still register or not? 
Yes. You yeah, can. Yes, okay. Absolutely. All right. You All right. Can yes. Both on our website and, and on the Facebook. Okay. All right. Uh, and the there's a link. Uh, I think Brick posted this on Facebook, right? Okay. To belacrosse.org is the uh, is the website. Uh, so. And uh, you've had a, no, a few of these uh, by now, these these events. So tell me about, the last one was about, uh, was when you were last here, it, the last event was, was about fake news. That was, it was, that was the broad uh, topic. Right. Uh, and I, I feel like that was, actually, that was strange because that was, and that was some time ago. That mm-hmm. was quite a while ago. And we were, that was the very same night that we had a live event at the Brick House, which is ironically just across the street from where you were. Right. So it was January 25th. Right. That was, yeah. Quite, quite a while ago. So uh, are there surprises or were there surprises? So in that particular event, which was a little bit, you know, poking at wounds, sort of, what are there surprises that come out, did come, came out of that or that come out of these events? You know, people are, they, they hit that spot where there, there, there's like revelations. Yeah, I, I think there was a, uh, at least on the table that I was uh, moderating, uh, there was an, uh, an understanding of where does privacy end and pu- public oh, quiet. <laughs> um, Speaking of turning your phone off. Yeah, really. For those of you who were wondering what that was, Paul's phone just went off. That's golden, man. That is golden. There's an option. You know, somebody's calling me. It's they're good, bad, or ugly. Right. I'm going to find the guidelines on the website. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so you were saying that there was so, I I think that you. Yeah, there was some really interesting conversation about what what should be considered private information and what should be considered public information. All right. Uh, uh, which is, I mean, it's not necessarily, you know, whether it's fake or not, but what, where is that line drawn mm-hmm. between, uh, and Scott did a great job because he brought in a couple of, well, four really good examples of uh, things that he had encountered along the way in his life. That's, you know, what, what would you have done had you been the editor of the website or the mm, newspaper, sure. that yeah, sort of thing. Right, right. So it was it was very uh, thought provoking. Who was the moderator of that event? Scott Rada. Scott Rada, right? Yeah, it was the From digital, the trip, right? digital yeah. media editor. Okay. The trip, yeah. All right, Ken Ford, Paul Sandru from uh, B. Um, B is a what do you even what do you call what do you call yourselves again? Ken, <laughs> what this is kind of this is your fault that this whole thing exists. So to, tell me what. Well, it's so, just B, right? Not like. B that buzzes or a, your aunt B is just B. That's right. It's four guys got together one day years ago saying, hey, we've, we've got to change the way we have conversation. The four of us uh, differ politically yeah. um, and we're all old guys, and, but we see the world differently. Uh, and we're able to hang out with each other and enjoy each other's company and have meaningful conversations. We said, why can't we do it? With other people, mm-hmm. why can't we take the show on the road, so to speak? You've had a, you've had some people come to these things. Are you making a difference? Do you think? Are you having? And I know, say, I don't know. You're not trying to change minds, but you're trying to bring people together. Are you trying to get the community to believe that you know this is that we actually have more in common than than we have that separates us? Are you doing that? Uh, yes and no. I mean, mm-hmm. yes, I think the people that are there are experiencing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as we sort of 
people, you know, we are we are missing uh, voices from people from younger people, mm-hmm. the twenty somethings, uh, because that's a well, it's a voice we probably should, should pay some attention to since they're going to be taking care of where we live <laughs> when we get older. Um, and, <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, and then we're not hearing a lot of conservative voices either. Why not? Um, well, I'm, you tell me, right? Uh, but, you know, the, the guess is that they don't want to engage in productive conversation. Hmm. Um, I, the knee-jerk reaction, and I'm not going to blame conservatives for this either, because I'll, let me tell you, see it on both ends of the spectrum, is that all they want to do is yell their point of view as loudly as possible, rather than sitting down and, and trying to find what common ground they have so that maybe they can work toward a solution, hmm. rather than just sort of beat somebody up until they accept that this is the way it should be. Mm-hmm. When we have a conversation about citizenship, then when you have this conversation uh, coming up this Tuesday, uh, what is what is it that would draw? When you talk about, let's just focus on conservative voices. What is it that would draw conservative people with a very conservative mindset? What would what would draw them to that conversation? What would draw beyond the free meal, of course, which is bound <laughs> to be pretty good. Did we mention that? I don't know if there's yeah, because right. you got to admit there's an opportunity cost here, but man, it's a free meal. Uh, what what is it about that conversation do you think that draws them in or should draw them in? Well, I, I would hope that it would be a, a willingness to want to work uh, with others yeah. uh, to affect change. I mean, at some point, you know, both ends of the political spectrum are looking to change the environment that we are in. And we argue about how we do that, mm-hmm. you know, the methods and the policies and that sort of thing. But I would think that there there would be a desire on all ends of the spectrum to want to try to work together to find a choice, to find an answer to problems. Paul Sanderud's here with Ken Ford. We're talking about B. It's a group in La Crosse that's holding an event next Tuesday at Hackberry's Bistro and uh, free meal. Did I mention that? And conversation, and and this coming one is about a citizenship, and it features Tom Thibodeau from Viterbo University. We've talked to a few times about various topics. Um, I, I, it strikes me that we've so we talk so much about identi- identity politics and and how that is the divisiveness that you've talked about, uh, Paul, is related to that, and how we're this is what is beginning to divide us, you know, mm-hmm. uh, all of us really. And the, this conversation about citizenship is one of those things that is really about the, the, the very things that, that, are, that are the glue in, in this particular society and how, how it holds it all together. Is that, is that kind of why this one is, is in some way important, but sneakily so? Yeah, I think, I think so. Um, because I, I, I think we all have some basic understanding of what citizenship should be. Mm-hmm. Um, that, there, you know, the honesty... Compassion, respect, uh, responsibility uh, is a big one. Um, courage. Mm-hmm. You know, these are these are things that we hold in common, kind of across the political spectrum. I think you're making a lot of assumptions here, aren't you? About Am what I? we what we hold in common. I mean, isn't that what isn't that one of the I mean, one, of the, one of the bridges you're trying to cross here? Is that it, perhaps those aren't. There, perhaps those aren't the things that we all hold in common. Maybe there well, are, are other. Are, are they? I mean, I don't know. Can can 
<laughs> Somebody argue one of those. I mean, is is honesty not a value that we should share? Hmm. As... That's actually a really interesting question. <laughs> Ken, right. what? You were going to say something. Well, I, I just would like to say, you know, you asked earlier, uh, what can you expect coming to be? Yeah. You can expect that your voice will be heard. Okay. You will have to listen to other voices, but you will be given a space to be heard. That is promised, that be. How difficult is that? So that listening part is the part that a lot of folks struggle with. I, and I've, this is something that it's just, not only is just my observation as a human being, but it's been studied exhaustively. Right. Listening is a thing that we just struggle with as human beings, I think. But certainly we like to talk. We don't necessarily like to listen. How, how, how is that? How can that be part of this conversation? I, yes, you'll have a voice, but I, like, I'd like you to, to really work on listening to what these voices have to say. Or is that part of your presentation? Uh, certainly that's part of our ground rules okay. is that uh, we want to give everybody that can send the, the space to to state something. Yeah. Uh, and that's part of why we have a moderator for each one of these to help keep that on a relatively even keel so that you don't have somebody who's just talking over the top of somebody else all the time. Um, I think we all benefit from the respect of others listening to us. Mm-hmm. And you know, gosh, we might learn something. <laughs> if you listen, you might learn something. What? Yeah, well, Come on. There, there is that. <laughs> I mean, you can try. Well, well my mother said, <laughs> <laughs> you got two ears and one mouth. Yeah. <laughs> and so you should be listening twice as much as you talk. Is, is that, no, that's this, my mom. Is, is that, and so when we get back to that, that question about, and again, your group is about joining, really kind of finding the, the ties, identifying the ties that bind. Yeah. So is it that we, if we simply exercise that skill of listening more, that we would be able to have, that we would be able to do that more as a society or as a community, is, is to find those things that, that join us together? Oh, I, I think you said it exactly right. I exercise that skill mm. uh, because it's something that you can learn um, as part of my other work. <laughs> I, I do couples therapy mm. Uh, and one of the things we talk about is active listening. I heard you say that kind of thing so that the communication lines are as clear as possible as you're trying to resolve whatever problem is sitting in front of you. Right. So, uh, yeah, I, it's, it is a skill and it's something that you can learn and you should exercise not like just you know, like anything else that you'd want to exercise to become better at it. Paul Sandro, Ken Ford, uh, they're with B, uh, a big event, one of their big events. They have these, not not on a regular basis, but they happen. Uh, two, three times a year. Yeah, two, three times a year. Yeah, you know, it's good as regular as the kids. Uh, the next one is coming up on Tuesday, September 25th. It starts at 6 at Hackberry's Bistro. Did I mention free meal? Ken, you were going to say? Well, uh, we would like to do more. We yeah. just need uh, speakers and a topic. So we love ideas. I, I think like how to listen would be like, yeah, like classic. Let's do listening exercises and try to figure out. Let's Going do back it. to the listening, yeah. um, you know, first of all, uh, about three quarters of the people that attend B are repeat customers. Okay. So we we've been practicing it. Mm. We've been modeling it. So the new folks that come in, they see that this conversation is different. Yeah. That there's ground rules for mm-hmm. engagement, and it's it, it's work. Uh, it's 
I mean, we it, we practice listening. We don't master it. We just practice listening. Yeah. Uh, let me on the Better Hearing Center talk and text line. Uh, got a couple of messages. Uh, this one from um, Phil, who says these people, you too, mm-hmm. by the way, these people have never met a conservative, and if they have, they want them to shut up because they just yell. Respond to that. Um, I've met actually quite a number of conservatives. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> uh, Not the case. Um, and, and value some of them highly as friends, mm-hmm. and uh, in my case legislators. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, no, they don't all yell. Okay. Some of them have really wonderful, deep, thoughtful conversations. And I guess the idea is that I'm hoping that we can attract more people into that kind of way of communicating. Mm-hmm. What I has, say to Phil is, come and join us, okay. and we'll give you a space. Okay. Um. Too bad. This uh, listener says, "Too bad you can't get politicians to go to this." Do you have any? We've talked about it. Okay. We've talked about. No, has uh, no. You've never had one show up. Uh, no, we haven't. No. Uh, and one of the guys that uh, one one of the four of us uh, knows a number of politicians, and so we'll have those conversations hmm. in the okay. future about perhaps even them being speakers. Ooh, no! Don't do no, that. No, do I that. would. Okay. No, no, we're not. <laughs> Yeah, no, I highly recommend against that okay. one. I mean, you know, it's a nice thought, but yeah, they, the, the, the they really... It would slip well, right, and they get a little overexposed, and, yeah. and, you know, you just don't... Uh, yeah, no, I'd stay really, really far away from that, as far as possible. Uh, all right, so this is coming up, and uh, besides the conversation, the, the meal, and the, um, the, uh, uh, the space uh, for you to be heard... Is there anything else that you could recommend this uh, for uh, for the for the, our listeners right now? And and by the way, if you are if you consider yourself to be conservative, they really want you to come because they want to hear you. Is that fair? Yes, okay. absolutely. Right. I mean, that's the 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 joy of this. I think is okay. that we we get these sort of disparate voices, and and then everybody kind of grows a little bit. All right. Be prepared for growth. B. B. Oh, wow. I just, did you hear that? Well, we just came up. That was brilliant. Be prepared for growth. B. <laughs> huh? Man. That's some. That's some. Checks in the mail, Mitch. Brilliant marketing right there. Paul Sanderud, Ken Ford, thanks for coming in. Thanks so much. Have a great night. I won't be there, but I'll be. The next time, perhaps. Yeah. Thanks, Mitch. <laughs> Thank you. Lacrosse Talk, PM and Wisdom. I'm Mitch Reynolds. More to come. Stick around. When you join the military, you take an oath to defend the United States Constitution. My name is Steve Toft, and I'm running for Congress in West... All right, Lacrosse Talk PM on WIZM. I'm Mitch Reynolds, 608-785-7914. If you'd like to join us here on the air, 785-7914 is the Better Hearing Center Talk and Text Line. We're also on Facebook and Twitter. You can send me an email, Mitch at 1410WIZM.com. Uh, if you'd like more information about uh, the B event coming up next Tuesday, Ken Ford and Paul Sanderud and um, they're the rest of the gang, the rest of the B gang, hanging out, Hackberry's Bistro, Bistro, having conversation and thinking and and talking about important things. Uh, that will, we go to belacrosse.org. Don't try to Google it because you will not get anywhere. Trust me on that one. It's not, it is really like the, the whole, 
I, just Google B and e. lacrosse once. B E. Yeah. Not the letter B. Yeah. B E. Try it, man. I mean, it gets you nowhere. It gets you. I mean, literally. <laughs> you are lost in the world of the internet. Couldn't have come up with like some other name. But you know what? I get it. It's just about, you know, it's just about existence. What it is. These are all existential conversations. And so the perfect verb is be. I love, uh, so it's about That's, that's like, some deep stuff, man. That well, it's is a, It's about inclusiveness. Deep. And if you go on like our Facebook uh, live comments, <laughs> there's like one guy screaming liberals and <laughs> Greg Luce is going crazy on there. Like then you guys should go to the meeting, right? Like if I think want. Greg, I mean, Greg Luce is commenting on Facebook right now. Um, who, uh, is calling Bud Hammis lacrosse's own Jack Kevorkian. Greg Luce should go. Why doesn't Greg Luce go? That so, dude should be heard at the B event, right? So this analogy is that Bud Hammis wants people to be able to kill themselves? Yes. That's what he's saying, I think. I don't know what he's saying. I really don't know. Isn't that, that's Jack Kevorkian, right? The doctor that... Yeah, the dude from Michigan. Help he you was, kill yourself. If I remember correctly, that yeah. is right, wasn't okay. it? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that that dude should go. That guy should go. Should definitely go to the B event. I mean, it's a free dinner. And it's like organic grass-fed beef dinner. Organic grass-fed beef dinner with organic potato salad and organic beet salad. A lot of good stuff. Good food. 608-785-7914 is a better hearing center. Talk and text line 785-7914. Um, anyway, there's more information at blacrosse.org. They're good guys. They really are. First time I met with them, uh, Ken and Paul, it was I was a little bit skeptical. I'm like, eh, I don't know. Mm, not sure. Their uh their goal is, and they're very sincere about this. Their goal is not to convince you that. They know and you don't know. Their goal is to find the things that that join us together. And uh, hopefully we realize that those things way outnumber the things that divide us. That is their goal. So, nothing wrong with that, I don't think. I don't think, I don't think we should relish... Dividing ourselves and keeping ourselves in a corner. I don't think we should delight in that, right? We shouldn't delight in this concept of of them over there and us over here and never the two shall meet. That doesn't seem like that's sustainable in any kind of way. Also not sustainable, apparently, are the number of parks that are in the city of La Crosse. Yeah, so lacrosse has got 44, 43, 43 or 44. I can't remember how many now. It's one of the, it's that now. It's one of those numbers, 43 or 44. Uh, And they want to get rid of one. This is one of those things where I am, uh, first of all, it's Wittenberg Park on lacrosse's north side. It's way on the far north side. And, um, and the idea is let's, let's just 
cut our ties, get rid of this park. Nobody's using it. It's a bunch of green space that nobody wants. Nobody wants to use it. Nobody wants to play football or frisbee in it. Nobody's going here eating picnics. Nobody's playing on the on the swing set. Nobody's going to the shelter. Nobody's hanging out like hanging from the whatever monkey bars or whatever there is there. Nobody's nobody's uh, chilling out under the tree. Nobody is going there. Nobody's going to Wittenberg Park because nobody cares. Oh, and by the way, it's easy to get rid of because it's on the north side. That's not true. That's not what anybody said. But seriously, <laughs> you know. Um, so they want to. They uh, the park board meets tonight. They're going to just determine whether it's surplus property and move on. And uh, at that point, then the rest of the city weighs in on whether uh, you should sell it. The, the the biggest fight, the biggest fight over the lacrosse center was not the dollar amount. The biggest fight over the lacrosse center, the, the thing that really got Mayor Tim Cabot to the point where he was going to veto the lacrosse center expansion was not the dollar amount, believe it or not. It was that it was extending over the park. It was taking up parkland. The number one reason, I mean, it was spendy, but the number one reason why Tim Cabot said hell no to the lacrosse center expansion was not that it was $53 million, but that it was, uh, how many acres? whatever that was, 27,000 square feet that it was taken up out of uh, out of the, out of the uh, out of Riverside Park, or twenty thousand square feet, whatever it was, that was the real reason. That was the biggest reason. Dollar amount sucked. Didn't like that. For be removing park space was his number one objection. So I get it. It's way up on the north side. It's a chunk of green grass that um, nobody you can't see it. It's not, you know, it's not next to the river. Um, it's probably, there's no, there's no baseball diamond, just like there's no baseball diamond in almost all the parks now because they've all been moved. Doesn't got a bike track. There's no skate park. Right? I get it. All right. There's no tennis court there. There's no basketball court. Okay. I'll give you that. Absolutely. Makes sense to me. It's way up on the north. Did I mention that? It's way up on the north side. Why don't, bas- why don't we put a basketball court there? Play some basketball. Would that do it? Pickleball? What if we put pickleball up there? <laughs> you put pickleball. Yeah. It's eight and a half acres. Yeah, they're going to sell the park and uh, build some houses. They probably read your story about how fast houses are selling right now. And yeah. said, like, man, I know what we'll do. We'll sell that park. The city does everything else. Why don't they have their own housing development agency? <laughs> like some realtors and building uh, building houses. And... <laughs> all right. So every, I mean, I talked to Andrea Richmond today. She's all into it. She's full into this. That's her district up on the north side. She's way into this. So there's a crappy park nobody goes to. They had some drug dealing problems there. Shut her down. What what school is up there that the city sold for housing? Do you remember what that? The school district would have sold it, but it's different. Roosevelt. Okay. Oh, the school yeah. district isn't yeah. part of the. Okay. No. Because 
Sounds like after they sold that, they regretted it. Maybe we should sell it to a school district to build a new school there so that they aren't putting kids in closet classrooms, right? In basements and in laboratories. Like, yeah. this is a new classroom, kid. Don't mind the urinal in the corner. <laughs> you won't need a pass to use it. You can just go. Just go there. Sure. Yeah. My only question is this. And think about this, for especially for, for if you live, if you, I mean... There are a lot, granted, there are a lot of parks on the cross. Cutting out eight and a half acres isn't going to, you know, percentage wise, it's not a big deal. It's not a huge percentage. It's not a big chunk of land. It's not anything that, that you know, the vast majority of the city is never going to miss it. Most people have never been to Wittenberg Park. Hell, I had to look for it on a map. I didn't know where Wittenberg Park was either. This is my question. Not being critical of decision necessarily, just based on what I know. Okay, all right, I get it. Nobody probably goes there. It's just green space. Who the hell needs green space? Why bother? It's just trees and grass and a peaceful place to go to have a picnic on the north side. Cup, but these are my two, actually two questions. One question is, if you start declaring parks surplus... Based on some subjective measurement of what you decide is highest use of the land, what is the danger overall? If you're into parks, if you're not into parks, man, you're probably thinking, that's exactly what they should be doing. To hell with parks. We don't need no stinking parks. But if you're into parks, does it set a precedent that is somehow dangerous in relation to the subjectivity of declaring land surplus because it's parks that you may or may not think people use. Other question. Well, let's start with that question. We'll move on after that. In the meantime, I got um, I got Dave. Dave's on. Thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on, Dave. Hey, um, I, I live a couple blocks from that park, yep. and I think it's a nice park, but it doesn't have a lot. It's got um, a shelter and a swing set. But yet it's a very peaceful park. I yep. know a lot of people that go down there and use it. And then you mentioned something about Andrea Richmond. Oh, she's all for it, selling up her houses. Too many drug dealers going down there. But yet she thinks every other house in that district is a drug dealer. She takes credit for people uh, chasing people out, saying that there were drug dealers and we chased them out. But yet there was one house she took credit for. And these people still live there, so I don't know what she's even talking about she just thinks everybody's a drug dealer <laughs> and then now she wants to get rid of the park and put houses in there so she can patrol that area like the other area she she represents and i'm tired of her driving up and down the alleys all the time doing this what what do you mean she drives up and down the alleys drives past my house in the back because i live a block away from her drives up and down all the time checking out alleys she walks around in yards <laughs> takes pictures of people, and then when I caught her one time, she told me she could go anywhere she wants. Oh, no. My, my. Yeah. All right, all right, and all right. All and right. we have problems with neighbors because yeah. of her. Oh, because of Andrea Richmond. You're damn right. All right, yes. all right, all right. Hmm. Huh. Well, but, I'll have to ask her. And now she wants to I'll... turn that park into a housing area where yeah. she can patrol again. That woman needs to be voted out. Thank so, you. All right. Well, like, I appreciate the call. Thanks so much, uh, uh, Dave. 608-785-7914, Well, all of the comments about Andrew Richmond notwithstanding, uh, the idea of 
of diminishing park. Okay, first of all, let me, and, and let's make it something clear. There will never be additional parkland. That is never going to happen. Is it, do you go down, um, is this, is this one of those slippery slope things where you start selling it off and declaring it surplus because you want to put up houses or because you're like, eh, whatever. It's on the North side. Who cares? Does that make it okay? 608-785-7914. We'll talk to Steve. Steve, thanks for waiting. Go ahead. You're on. Hey, you know, the, the fact that Andrea Richmond uh, goes in the alleys, it's our public spaces, goes on the roads and, and patrols the area that she represents, I would love to have a representative that keeps an eye out for me in, in the area that they represent. That's, that's my first comment. But okay. when, we, when we talk about park space, and you, and you just, you know, I'm going to be reiterating what you just said. You talk about do we need any more green green space? We never have enough green space, in my opinion. Uh, let's go back to Riverside Park. You and I had a discussion about the the, the cross center going over the the south end of that park, and man, the south end doesn't get used. But we don't know what's going to happen twenty years from now. That south end of the park might be needed then. Mm-hmm. And once you put houses on it, you can't get it back. And we've got green space on the north side right now. We talk about revitalizing the north side. Now, do I use that park? I don't know where it is. I remember seeing the <laughs> sign for it, but I've never used yep, it, yep. okay? But I don't live on the north side. I live on the south side. So I use the south side parks, and I use the riverside park. And, and so if you, you use what you live in, I'm sure that if we talk to people on the north side, some of them do use that park. And if we do revitalize the north side like we want to do, more people will use that. I think it's wrong to get rid of the park. All right. Well, these and those are all good reasons too, because we are valuing. You know, we we each value the parks that are near us higher than than the ones that we don't use. Obviously, yeah. Get rid of that park we don't use because we don't use it. We don't, like you said, you don't even know where Wittenberg Park is, and neither do I. Well, right but there, yeah, it absolutely. Like when, we, when we get the, the clues for. Um, for the River Fest medallion and the October Fest medallion and stuff, and and they say and it was found in such and such a such and such a park. I'm yeah. like, what? That? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. And so we, then we then we get down to what is the point of parkland if it, if it, you know in terms of the the neighborhoods and the green space in the neighborhoods, uh, and and how do we value it and how do the neighborhoods value it and then. Is it reasonable to, if we decide that subjectively that that park's not necessary, that it's that it uh, it's good just just to scrub it from from that area and, and remove it? And what does that do for the value of that neighborhood as a whole? I mean, there's a lot of really good questions. And I, look, I appreciate the call. Thanks so much. And one of the things that and what I hope, and I don't know if this is going to happen tonight, but the park board is uh, tonight. This and the thing that I'm a little bit. Um, and I hope that there's been enough conversation about this up till th- this ne- up till now. I didn't hear about this till yesterday because I would have said something before. <laughs> I didn't hear about this till yesterday. I was hoping for to get comments from um, the first district uh, representative Andrew Richmond before I we talked about it. I did talk with her. Uh, she gave me reasons why she's she's supportive of this this plan. Um, the meeting to determine whether to declare it surplus property is tonight. 
So I'm assuming that people by the park have been notified immediately around it, right? That's probably going to happen. But there are other stakeholders in relation to parkland in the city of La Crosse. And I hope the people on the park board understand that. And for those of those on the park board who are listening right now, I hope you know that we're watching and we're listening and we're paying attention. Um, and I would be deliberate on how you move forward with this. That'd be my recommendation. So if you're thinking, yeah, all right, let's hit that surplus button tonight. Maybe think about putting that off for a couple days. Just seeing what the feedback is. Not, you know, not in terms of, hey, we're not going to do it when people don't tell us not to do it. Maybe talk to some neighbors. See what they think. 608-785-7914. LaCrosse Talk PM and Wisdom. I'm Mitch Reynolds. More to come. Stick around. The people have spoken. Now- Accepting donations on Tuesdays from 10 to 2 and open Wednesday through Saturday from 10 to 6. Habitat. Building homes, community, and hope. All right, LaCrosse Talk PM and WYZM. I'm Mitch Reynolds. Don't forget, we still have tickets available for the Dave Ramsey uh a Smart Money Seminar, live in Lionel Lakes, Minnesota on October 29th. If your finances are out of control or debt is keeping you from achieving your financial dreams, there's one guy that can lead you to the Holy Land, and that's Dave Ramsey. You hear him here every day, Monday through Friday. That's not every day, but it is Monday through Friday at 6 o'clock. Well, now you can hear him in person on October 29th. The bus for... Dave Ramsey's Smart Money Seminar will leave Valley View Mall lot next to Texas Roadhouse at 1 o'clock on the 29th. And uh, the seminar begins at 6.30. Ends. After it ends, you'll be, uh, you'll, be, you'll be brought home as well, as a matter of fact. Tickets still available on our website, radiostuffstore.com. You can register to win free tickets at Firefighters Credit Union locations in Holman, Alaska, and La Crosse. And thanks to Bruce Zmolek from Firefighters Credit Union, we're able to keep this trip at a reasonable price. All right, La Crosse Talk PM and WIZM. I'm Mitch Reynolds, 608-785-7914. If you'd like to join us here on the air, that's the Better Hearing Center talk and text line. Number of comments about the park Welcome back. I'm Mitch Reynolds, Lacrosse Talk PM and WYZM News Talk, 1410 AM, 92.3 FM. Thanks for joining us here this afternoon and this evening. The Better Hearing Center Talk and Text Line is how you get in on the program, 608-785-7914. That's the number. Just give us a call, 608-785-7914. We're also on Facebook and Twitter, and you can send me an email, Mitch at 1410WYZM.com. But again... The Better Hearing Center talk and text line is 608-785-7914. We're also on Facebook Live, so if you'd like to join in there, feel free. Um, yeah, it's like it's you watching and we're listening. You don't have to watch it, really. I don't know if I'd recommend it because anything, there's some grotesque things happening here. You just got to be careful. You got to be careful. Because, I mean, that could just, it could ruin your dinner. I don't know. Just beware. Facebook is Facebook, so any any sort of bad thing might happen there. 608-785-7914, uh, talking earlier about the removing parkland in the city of La Crosse. It's happening, apparently. The city park board on the verge of declaring eight and a half acres of parkland surplus property. Basically selling off parkland and turning it into 
homes on the north side of La Crosse. Uh, it is, <clears throat> it's Wittenberg Park, in case you're wondering. Uh, and in terms of, if you, like, if you, um, it, uh, in terms of how that stacks up to other parks in the city of La Crosse, it's actually a pretty good sized one. I mean, eight and a half acres isn't nothing. Right? So it's not Riverside Park, right? Not quite that big. But it does, when you look at this park and say, well, the city's declaring that surplus, for what reasons? The following reasons. Cost money to maintain. And they're, you know, running out of money. Need money to, that's the ever, ever tightening budget, I guess. You got to cut the grass. Uh, you need more homes, more space for homes. And, um, and there's some, there's been some drug deals that have gone there, gone on there in the past. But if you look at those reasons, you could evaluate any parkland in the city, virtually any parkland in the city using the same metrics and then come up with the same solution. Sell it and build some homes. Does that sound like a good idea? Because I know what, what park should be next. I mean, I could start picking these things out, right? What's that? What's the, uh, I can't think of the name of the park off the top of my head. What's the triangle park? Uh, Highway 16 Lacrosse Street. Get rid of that. Nobody's ever in that park. That park is not used in any kind of way until it is. Screams new housing right there. I bet that one goes next. And then what else? What's the next one? There's that little park over there by Cliffwood, right? Isn't that what Cliffwood, Cliffwood Lane, Cliffwood Drive? There's a park over there. A little park with basketball courts and all that. I bet nobody uses that. Let's get rid of that one. Put some houses up in there. How about that? You know what would be a really nice place for some new houses? Wygant Park, middle of the city. That would, man, that was a, that's a nice park to get rid of and put some houses. See, I don't know. When you start, when you open this box, when you open Pandora's box on getting rid of parkland and putting up houses, really it's not a good stopping place. 608-785-7914 if you'd like to join us here on the air. Let me know what you think. 608-785-7914. Uh, we got some thunderstorms potentially pretty severe in places tonight. Uh, most of those before 1 o'clock in the morning, and then it starts to cool down. And really not, if we get to 60 tomorrow after 9 o'clock in the morning, I'll be surprised. And then all the way down to 42 for a low on Friday night and a couple really nice days this weekend. So um, it's 71 now. Uh, Lacrosse Talk PM. News tonight is brought to you by Midwest TV and Appliance. For WisdomNews.com, I'm Drew Kelly. If you don't want it heard, don't let it happen. This is Wisdom News. I'm Mitch Reynolds, Lacrosse Talk PM and WIZM, and more of your calls and comments coming up after this word about Bion Service Center on Jackson Street in Lacrosse. I was at Bion's the other day. I had the Wisdom Mobile in there getting some work uh, done, basically, so that the wheels, so the tires would hold air. Uh, yeah, I know. It's just mm, like something about the wisdom mobile. It's just, it's a, it's a cursed vehicle. 
<laughs> I think that's what it is. Nothing, nothing more di- disturbing than when you're trying to get somewhere in a hurry and you go out there and there's the tires got seven pounds of air in it. Anyway, Bion's fixed it, which is awesome. And I, that's why I take, you know, the wisdom mobile there along with my personal cars. But while I was there, this is one of the, the things that I love about Bion's is I was there and uh, a woman was there, elderly woman uh, pulled up, she got gas and um, she went inside and I think to pay, I think she went inside to pay and, um, and there was some conversation, and the next thing I know, um, uh, someone from Bions is walking out there, and this is not in the self-service lane, or the full-service lane, which they have, by the way. It's in one of the self-service lanes, and there was someone from Bions, a woman behind the counter, went out and was uh, helping this elderly woman uh, uh, add oil to her, uh, to her old Subaru, uh, which I thought was, it was so sweet. And it was one of those things where, like, well, of course we're going to do this because that's what you do. And I challenge you to find another place where you pull up and get gas in the city of La Crosse, where you go in, you're like, I don't, can you help me with oil in my car? And they will do it because it's what they do. That's what they've been doing there since 1929. It's buying service center. That's why they're my mechanic for life and why I tell people all the time. It's the only place in La Crosse I'll take my cars for repairs, service, and maintenance. Buy on service center. Just at Wisdom. Lacrosse PM and WIZM, I'm Mitch Reynolds. Other things happening today. Uh, Lacrosse, uh, nope, different guy. Uh, Wisconsin Democratic candidate for governor, Tony Evers, saying that uh, he's got taxes in mind when he becomes governor. I mean, should he become governor, right? Because uh, despite what the Marquette University Law School poll said this week, and has him up four points, despite that, it's not November yet. Uh... Scott Walker, Tom Walker, Scott Walker has never lost an election. So, yeah, he's, he's, (laughs) I don't know if he's due, but uh, we'll see. So, yeah, Tony Evers not ruling out, he doesn't have any specific taxing plans, according to him, but he's got some, he's got some ideas about basically taxing the wealthy and uh, easing the tax burden on the middle class. Also, Wisconsin Senator Tammy Baldwin today saying that uh, in the wake of yesterday's shooting in Wisconsin, and of course we got another shooting today in Maryland at a, I don't know, I can't remember what it was, delivery package place or something. But after the Wisconsin shooting, uh, Tammy Baldwin, who is a gun owner, said that she favors background checks, universal background checks. I don't know what that would do, but, but she favors some reforms, so... That's her. Uh, that's her take on that. Responsible. Uh, what did she? How did she call him? Something that is uh, uh, something that's responsive to the Second Amendment or something along those lines. I don't remember exactly. It's tough. Let's see. No, this is it right here. She said that. Uh, uh, let's see. The need for gun control. She says. The the shooting at that software company in Middleton yesterday shows the need for gun control measures that are, in her words, consistent with the Second Amendment. And many people would say there are no gun control measures that are consistent with the Second Amendment because the Second Amendment says, shall not infringe. But the Supreme Court has held that some limitations are allowed, so that's off the table. Baldwin, who is a gun owner, by the way. 
I mean, I've never seen her guns, but that's, I guess we could ask. We should, at, the next time she comes here, I don't know, we don't have her on a schedule right now, but the next time she comes here, we should ask her to bring in one of her guns. And then we'll go through like a gun safety thing with Tammy Baldwin and see how it goes. Right? I mean, with Leah Vukmir, we know. Republican state Senate, or U.S. Senate candidate Leah Vukmir, we know. Because she had that gun sitting on the table next to her during that ad, talking about death threats. But I don't know. So we know that Leah Vukmir's got a gun. But Tammy Baldwin, are you sure she's got a gun? Should have her come in and bring it. See how, I, see how that goes. The Lacrosse Park Board meets tonight in just a little while, as a matter of fact. And they will be discussing the possibility of... Oh, actually, somebody... A, a Better Hearing Center on the Better Hearing Center talking text line. Somebody else just said, get Tammy on your show and have her read the rule book. She'll not be infringed and make her bring her gun. I don't. I think it's a great idea. The Lacrosse Park Board meets tonight and um, considers... Dumping parkland in the city. Wittenberg Park. Declaring it surplus property, basically, so it can uh, so they can put houses on it. Sell it, sell it and develop it. Sell the parkland and develop it. If anybody is listen anybody listening to this program for any length of time knows how I feel about parkland. You don't make more of it. And it's one of those things that provides you a sense of space that a lot of people don't think you need. I happen to. I happen to be a fan. I happen to be a fan of not only parkland, but uh, U.S. forest land. I like open spaces. I like how it makes, I like how it fills the, the soul up. I like it, man. I'm, I'm into it. The City of La Crosse, a lot of people have criticized for having too many parks. Well, it's about to lose one. Wittenberg Park on the north side. The park board beats tonight to declare it surplus property. Will they? I don't know. We'll see. Yes, Rick. What do we got? On the city's website. Yes. It just lists neighborhood park. No, it lists uh, La Crosse City Parks. Yes. And there are 17, oh, there are 18 of those. Yep. But on the bottom right corner, one of those 18 parks is city parks. And if you click that link... It takes you to a list of 25 and neighborhood parks. Neighborhood parks. Like Cameron, Carroll Field. So if we if we add those up together... It, are 42. 40, is it 42 then? Yeah. Okay, why did I think it was 43? Okay. Are you adding neighborhood parks maybe <laughs> to the list? I Maybe that could be. That could be. All right, so 42 parks. So if we get rid of Wittenberg Park, which is a neighborhood park, and that'll be uh, 41, which is a prime number. So that works out pretty well. Wait, no, is it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Will you look... Prime numbers up and make sure 41's on the I'm just kidding. It is. At any rate, so Wittenberg Park is the park that the city is has had enough of, and they're ready to get rid of it. 608-785-7914. Well, let's go to the phones. And first to number three. Thanks for waiting. Go ahead. You're on. Oh, wait. Hold on. Now we got a on. lot of parks out there. We do. A lot of parks. Yeah. Anyway, the, the busiest park in the city of La Crosse is Burns Park. A lot of people, yeah. yeah. Everybody, every time I go by there, there's four or five people sleeping in there. Yeah, it's a it's a really cozy park. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> I think we got way too many parks. You're going to argue this with me. Yeah, I know. But when I was a little guy, mm -hmm. 65 years ago, mm -hmm. <clears throat> we went to train park every day and played. 
Yeah. We had softball teams. We went to West Avenue all over. In the fall, we played football. In the winter, we went ice skating, okay? There's none of that anymore, Mitch. Why? Well, why? It's got video games. Yeah. They want to stay in where it's cool. Yeah. I traveled in the, in the chicken business in mowing yards for all my life. Mm-hmm. Years ago, there were kids in the park. There is nobody in the parks no more. I, I was out on the road 12 hours, 14 hours a day. Yeah. Now you go by Paul Park on West Avenue. Nobody down there. Maybe two kids. Train park, there ain't nothing there no more. There oh. used to be 30, 40 kids there every morning. All right, so here's my question in relation to that. So here's my question. Right. So listen, if you, if you, if you make your decisions based on parks and how they're used today, what if all that changes? What if that changes 10 years or 20 years from now? That, that parkland is still gone. You, you can't get it back. Well, here's what my idea would be. Yeah. Tear down some old houses and put parks in neighborhoods <laughs> where they're needed. You, you know very well that will never happen. Well, we're buying up houses now for 60000 and selling the lots for ten. Right. Yeah. So we could always, years from now, go in and buy a some houses that are in bad shape and make a park in that neighborhood. Yeah, no, you can't because you know what would happen. Because if you if the city did that now, we would mock them mercilessly. We're never going to. We're not going to ever. You know, if if the if the people on the city council twenty years from now decide they're going to buy up a lot of houses and make a park, we're, we'll. They, they, I mean, they'll never make that decision because it, it's. It, we would we would endlessly mock them, assuming we're still on the air. Well, I don't know. Okay. All right. It's just, I mean, when there's nobody, I, I would agree with you that there's, I, I there's nobody you, in parks. I don't know how long ago yep. to find out from the park department how many thousand dollars they're spending for mowing the grass. I think we got. I think I had a number. Didn't I give you a number on that? No, you never. You never come up. Are with you one. sure? I almost certain I have oh. a number on that. I had a number no, on. I that mean, for I you. never heard it, and really? I was the one that wanted to know. Uh, all right. But I mean, when you go by a park and there's two people in it, yep. you just spent. A million and a half dollars on it, it isn't paying. <laughs> There's too many video games it's, now. Kids gotta, don't even want to go ice skating. You got to have that return on investment, no question about it. Yeah, I, right. I agree. Video games are killing us. I, I think they, right. they're Unless destroying. Unless they hook up the video games on a park bench, maybe they'll go uh, there and uh, play. Now we're talking. Now we're talking possibilities here. There's no question. If you, you get some charge them so alter- much an yep, hour. Virtual reality. That's where it's at. I appreciate it. cents an hour or yep. something like that to get our money back. You go You go. hit some hardcore virtual reality games in a park, and I bet you could You could really get your uh, get your attendance up in those things. No question well, about it. Well, now we come up with an idea. I know, right? It's surprising you that Rick I hasn't come it. up with that. Yeah, it's surprising that Rick wasn't in on that. Well, maybe he's in the back room. (laughs) All right. Well, hey, look, I appreciate the call. I agree with you that park use has changed. No question about it. And I think that we need to do something about that for sure. Uh, Well, um, no, frankly, you parents need to do something about that. 608-785-7914. If you'd like to join us here on the air, 785-7914. My son is solidly into video games still. He is well past childhood. Trust me. We used the hell out of the parks back in the day. Let's go to uh, Jim on the north side. Thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. Hi, Mitch. Hey. Um, my, my thought is this. Which developer is rubbing shoulders with the, the people on the park board? Yeah. I think somebody wants that property, and it's not being used that much, so they got a good excuse to jump in now 
and put in some low-income housing or a bunch of cheap apartments so they can bring in some more skanks into this town that Scott Levine can let out on probation. Why do you think, you know? why, why do you think that's what it would be there? Well, look at what they did to that park down by Menards there that they're developing now, putting low income and and, and um, affordable housing for the vets and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying it's totally bad, but when you start getting all these apartments all over the place, Mitch, in neighborhoods, what do you got at most of these apartments, even the newer ones? Mm-hmm. Okay. You got a bunch of uh, they're low income and 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 they're most of them are non-working people. They have nothing better to do than than deal drugs and and bring in outsiders into their places and 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 cause problems in the neighborhood, and and it eventually it gets out of hand. Hold on. I mean, you are. This is a pretty broad brush you're painting with right now. You got. Oh, you. What you well, said was that they're all. They're all not. Uh, they're, most of them are not working. Not and they're all. dealing drugs and all. That. I mean, come on now. They're just. A, if they're a poor lot of people, them are, Mitch. Poor people. Poor people. A lot of them aren't working. And, people. A lot they're, of. They're a lot living of, off the system. A lot of. A lot of people have low incomes and they're still working, but they're working at low income well, wages. Well. You, you travel some of these ones on the north side, some of these apartments down by the old Milwaukee Depot and, and some of these ones further up on the end of the north side. I'm not saying all of them, Mitch, but there's a lot of them that are working, and there's a lot of them that, that, that deserve that low income, you know, that the lower housing income, you know, payments. But there are a lot of them that it brings in that are not working. And look at some of these. You can go to some of these. You know, if Andrew Richmond's going to ride around, tell her to ride around some of these places to see just what it's bringing into our community and then say, okay, if that is that what we want is a Another low-income housing that's going to maybe not the first five, ten years, but down the road, what is it going to bring into the community once it's worn down? Hmm. Nobody's going to want to rent it. Then, then you get all these. You know what I mean? Maybe I'm wrong, Mitch, and I'm sorry if I stepped on toes. No, I, you know, frankly, I don't know. They haven't even declared it surplus property yet, so I don't know if there is a planned development. So, but they would they would have to sell it, right? And they would have to make get it out of the floodplain first because it's solidly in the floodplain at this point, and then they would have to determine what it is. Now, frankly, I but, feel like that you're you're close, you're pretty close maybe to what's going to be there because it's right up next to the interstate. And I don't know what you're going to put in there in that eight and a half acres. That would be extremely valuable property. I think it would probably be multi-family homes or uh, uh, units. I would think it'd be something big. Yeah, I would agree. I don't know about low income. Nobody said anything, but I mean, I think that you're kind of on the ball with that. It is, it is. I like you. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I'm like you though, Mitch. Once we lose that property, we're not going to get it back, yep. like like the uh, Petros, you know, property yep. down on the causeway. Once that's developed, and and we need to go further with something else, we aren't going to have to develop an, another uh, city hall or whatever. Look at the Lacrosse Center years ago when they started to develop down there, and they put in the Ranison Hotel. Well, you know, if they wouldn't have put in that, just think where the Lacrosse Center could have expanded north. Just think of the property they'd have had then. Yeah. You know, there's a yeah, lot no, of that. I, I, they they yeah, aren't making long-range planning, some of these and, and that's exactly what they should be thinking. i got to let you go. We're super late for the news, and I apologize for that. We'll be back with more of your calls and comments coming up after this. This is where pressing issues of the day are decided. Make sure your voice is heard. Call now at 785-7914. And your thoughts are next on Lacrosse Talk. Peace. Headlines delivered to your email inbox daily. Sign up to be a Wisdom Insider at our website, wisdomnews.com. Our news is brought to you by Park Bank. For wisdomnews.com, I'm Drew Kelly. On news you need to start your day, this is Wisdom News. WYZM is News Talk 1410 AM and 92.3 FM. I'm Mitch Reynolds. This is Lacrosse Talk PM on 
WIZM. More of your comments and calls coming up after this word about Mr. Electric. If you're one of those people who are fortunate enough to live in a, with, in a new house with um, um, new electric everything and outlets and a panel and lights and all that kind of stuff, ignore this. <laughs> but if you're like me and everybody else like me, you know very well that you don't live in that house because you got all kinds of things that are screwy. Whether it be all you you know maybe still have some two prong outlets or um, uh, some lights that sometimes work and sometimes don't switches that don't appear to switch anything on that kind of thing right and then some uh, electric fixes that somebody did at some point that you're just you're thinking man that's got to be a fire hazard all of that I have and more I had. And that's why I called Mr. Electric. Mr. Electric uh, came out very promptly to my house and helped us work through all of the various situations we had going on with our, uh, all of like, not, not only from the basement to the attic, let's put it that way, because it was everything. And uh, uh, not only the, the outlets and the switches that we wanted to add, but some other issues with outside lighting and the bathroom fans that we want to add, everything went through all of it, itemized, and um, did the, the free safety check and everything. It was a great experience and one that I highly recommend if you have uh, a lot of upgrades or want to just add something to your house, maybe change up some lighting, you're thinking you need to add some outlets. Uh, that is one of those things that I don't think you could ever have enough of. Uh, you are definitely one of those people that should be like me and call Mr. Electric. Mr. Electric, it's expert electrical service at Mr. Electric. I'm a- Lacrosse Talk PM and WIZM. I'm Mitch Reynolds. 608-785-7914. If you'd like to join us here on the air, 785-7914. That's the Better Hearing Center talk and text line, 785-7914. Uh, the Park Board meeting right now in La Crosse. And uh, possibly, depending on where they're at on their agenda, they could be uh, discussing right now getting rid of some parkland and putting up houses instead. 608-785-7914, the particular park, Wittenberg Park on the city's north side. Done with it. They've had enough. Time to let it go. Time for old Witty. Time for old Witty to hit the hit the hole, hit the field there. I I just I didn't I, I tried too hard on that one. I really did. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. Joe's on. Joe, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. Hey, Mitch. Yep. Hey, I just got to say that between you and Rick and Eric and Sparta and number three, I feel like I learn everything that one needs to know in a day. <laughs> So thank you for that. Really, though, I I say it like it allows me to triangulate the universal thought spectrum. So thank you. Okay. Now, I will say this. I am a little surprised because I thought that idea that number three had was perfect. Yeah, that's pretty good. Well, you don't lose park space. You put it in, you, you shift it to the places where it's needed. I mean, how awesome is that? <laughs> Really, though, I mean, it gives kids in the neighborhood where it's needed a place to go. Hmm. I, I just think that was a great idea. It was better than my idea, hmm. which was to take over Mexico, mm-hmm. since we've already industrialized it, yep. and turn a third of that into a national park. Uh, you could do that. But I, I yeah. assume you would probably like uh, number three is better, but mm. uh, that yeah. was my idea. Yeah, it's just that it's not, you know, it's, 
if it was possible, I suppose. It's just not. So Why? Well, they, well, no, no, no. Okay, I say it is possible. It's just that prag- from a pragmatical political standpoint, that's n- that's that's never gonna that's never gonna happen. Are you talking about Mexico or the parts? No, the, the, the Mexican the Mexican thing's gonna happen. Obviously, no, uh, no. The, well, I the, mean, we took over Texas. Yeah, Arizona, right. All those things. It's were, just another. It's, it's just, just a, we're just done. we're just gonna take over another part of Mexico. No, the idea of of tearing down homes and then and and putting up parkland is not something that anybody's ever gonna find acceptable. Well, I would, I would love to see a city opinion on that, because right. I think that is one great idea. Hmm. You get rid of these parks where people uh, get to the point where they're taking advantage of them yeah. uh, or whatever's going on, and you put them in the neighborhoods where people have moved in, kids need a place to go, sure. rather than hanging out in alleys yeah. and, yeah. you know, well, I mean, in you, unsavory it, places and doing unsavory things. I, I just think it's great. Wholesome, wholesome park things. I, you know, where it does, where the idea does work is if, if you're looking for a solution for floodplain issues, you know, and you've got some hardcore properties that are just going to take a, a oodles of dollars to pull out of the floodplain, it's not worth the cost, raise them and make oh. it parkland. That, Here's my that works. Thing. I yes. know what you're saying. I know sure. what you're saying. Yes. Like everybody is watching these dollars like a hawk. So there's no way they're going to go for this. Right. But we have wasted money on stupider things. We're also going to waste money on moving statues. So if we can't do that, waste mm. a little money quotations to put a park in where it's needed, mm. then we shouldn't spend a dime on moving a statue. The statues should stay where they're at. And everybody should get behind number three's idea with right. the parks in the neighborhoods that need them. Move, move, move the parks to the neighborhoods who, that, that need them. Look, I appreciate the call. Thanks so much. 608 785 I'm glad you're learning. Thanks today, Joe. We'll go to Mary, who's been waiting. Mary, thanks for waiting. Go ahead. You're on. Yeah, I've seen them remodel different parks that basically I think it was a waste of money. The first on my list is Powell Park. They put an expensive Phillips fencing, which is great fencing, but we have fencing and sidewalks. They've taken away baseball. They've taken away ice skating rinks. They have a couple of small, like, picnic table type things and a couple of little um, gym things, and you never see anybody there. And so, to me, it was a waste of money. It could be commercial property. Then you come over by um, the Southside Library they redid that park for a lot of money, so maybe it gets some more use. Maybe it doesn't. Um, that's debatable. But then you have that park that's down by the dump. What do we call it? I think it begins with an H. Well, there's not a dump there anymore. Well, you take your tree branches oh, and sure. stuff like right. that close right. by, yeah. and there's yeah. boats and stuff that are parked there. Yeah, it's, it's um That it's seems to there. be a place that invites drug dealers and things like that, clean it out and make it decent waterfront property. Okay. We need to get more homes on the tax rolls. All right. So you're all about getting rid of parkland and putting up homes. I'm all for deciding where you're going to put it to get the most bang for your buck. All right. And I really wouldn't want my little kid going down to play near the river on his own. He would, if I still had a little one, I would need to be there with him, and I would want to feel safe myself sure. and not isolated. Do you right, follow me? Right. Yeah. No, I do. Absolutely. It okay. seems to be a trouble spot. Okay. So, so, I, so identifying those that. places. And yeah. So if this particular park isn't getting any use, and there's other places where it does get use, 
that makes sense. I mean, the whole landscape of our area is changing because of different interstates and different thises and thats, but they need to think about it. Um, I don't know whether I trust this mayor to make those decisions. I felt like one of the worst mistakes in this town was when they let Don Weber come in and put his business on the waterfront property. And Mr. Piggy moves across uh, the street. Uh, um, Mr. If Mr. Piggy was smart, you think he would that, have wait, said you think he that wanted was the a, top floor of Weber's right, that, building. You, you think that was the worst mistake? They have his restaurant up there you, that was, with an elevator up the side in the parking lot right. after 5 o'clock. That uh, would have been smart. got a pretty nice building now. It's a pretty nice building, but what's in it? It's a restaurant. It's employees. Yeah. I mean, restaurant. that should be for the city. That's waterfront property. All right, Mary. Appreciate the call. Thanks so much. So, all right. Uh, 608-785-7914. If you'd like to join us here on the air, 785-7914. Mary's all into it. Sell the parks. Get rid of them. The city's park board, lacrosse park board, right now, debating that very thing. Well, maybe. I don't know where they're on the agenda right now. They might be talking about raising the slip rates at the Municipal Boat Harbor. You know, Steve Mills was at that harbor for like 172 years. I feel like he raised rates 12 times, maybe, <laughs> during, I don't know, maybe. I feel like when he was done there, when they, kick, when they kicked out Steve, I feel like the slip rates were the same as when I had a boat there 15 years ago. Let's go to Tom. Triple Tom, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, Jerome. When I was young, I used to go fishing with my uncle, and there was a place we fished back in uh, Slough there. I think they might even call it Wittenberg Slough, but my uncle used to talk, and my dad used to talk about a guy by the name of Wittenberg, and he, I'm, I'm guessing that he owned land from the Black River all the way up into that corner, and I'm, so I'm wondering if he is uh, where that land came from or how the city acquired it. Um, but but a couple things. First of all, I think that might be in the floodplain, so I think that could be an issue for building. It is, and, and uh, what the plan is is they're going. It would the it would be remediated. In other words, they would fill it, and then they would build after that. They that's already been determined. Okay. Yep. Uh, but I would like to know the history on it. I'd like to know where it came from. Uh, if anybody knows that, it's not. It's not. It's nothing really that exciting, Tom. I mean, I, and that's part of the whole presentation that's going on tonight at the park board meeting right now. As a matter of fact. Um, it is a, it's part, it was part of a land swap with La Crosse Housing Authority back in 1978. And it was for the idea the land swap originally was so that La Crosse Housing Authority could build something they never wound up building. And, uh, but the city's parks, the park board wound up with the land and that was a park. And so it's been a park since 1978. Um, it never, the Wittenberg name, actually that that part, I don't know. So okay. I, I don't have the answer to that question off the top of my head. And I, I don't believe that was part of any of the documents that I read either. I could be mistaken, but I, well, I didn't read it for sure, but I don't know if it was part of the documents uh, that are part of the package. But for it doesn't have much of a, you know, it is 40 years. I mean, it's been there for 40 years, and it's been a park there. And actually, I went out there yesterday for the first time, mind you, because I'd never been there. But I went up there yesterday, and I was there, and then there was... Um, there was somebody there when I got there, and then there was uh, somebody pulling up to go to, I, and two people got out to play frisbee when I was leaving there. So it's not not huh. used, um, and it's got a nice little. There's like a turnaround place where you can park, and you know, it's. Eh, mm-hmm. I don't know. 
I've actually been there. Um, okay. My dad owns a house not too far from there. Really? And he okay. built a garage on that property right. a while back, and he had to raise it to build yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, as uh, a floodplain, yep. uh, Even though it's right up next to the interstate, it's still a pretty peaceful, nice area. I will say this. Uh, traffic yeah. in and out of there might be a bit of a challenge. Yeah, it's, it's not thought. the easiest thing. It is. It's a you know, it's a dead end. Doesn't go anywhere. They got the tracks on one side, and uh, basically the interstate on another. And then you and and then there's just one road in or out. So it is. It is. Well, yeah, I would agree. Access is not the best. And Tom, appreciate the call. Thanks so much. Um, it is pretty peaceful. I would agree with that. Uh, so I was there again for la- for the first time last evening. I was there, and it's it feels, despite the fact that the interstate is right there, it it feels pretty, you know. Not, I don't know if I go peaceful. It it feels like there's a lot of solitude there. Yes, right. So the city wants to build essentially not the city itself, but have houses there to kind of hope, kind of act, you know, because there's not yeah. a lot of housing. Well, the, I, you know, I don't I don't know if anybody's come forward with this idea yet, but the park park board is is they've got to the parks department is looking at tight budgets. They've got a lot of parkland. Let's get rid of some of this and let's move on and use that. And the 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 proceeds. And I have to mention this: proceeds from the sale of this park would go to um, into to fund improvements at other North Side parks. So it's not money that's just going to go. It won't go the, right to the Lacrosse Center. It won't go right into the Lacrosse Center. The Lacrosse Center went into Riverside Park. Then it would go into the Lacrosse Center <laughs> yeah. um, because yeah. how how many people want to live butted up against railroad tracks and Interstate ninety? Because it doesn't seem like great place to to no offense to people that live there already, but like if you're gonna build new housing, like pick yeah, a that's why I think whoever called in with the um, prediction about low income housing, it's probably not gonna be like that, but it's gonna be some some kind of multifamily something like, like an that. apartment complex yeah, or something. Yeah, that'd okay. be my guess. A high density something that takes advantage of uh, that small amount. It's only eight and a half acres, so there's not a ton of land there. Uh, so that would be my guess. It's right off the interstate. That makes a lot of sense for that. A lot of people like to, you know, they like that access. So now, if they build something there, hopefully they have a little parkland, you know, outside their house. That, you know, <laughs> an acre. <laughs> they have to leave a half an the acre. The neighbor's got to be mad about this too, right? <laughs> I mean, if you're a neighbor right there and you use the park, so there's a house right next to the park. Why don't we put a pool there? <laughs> that could be a good place for a pool. No, I don't think that would be a good place for a pool. But if you were if you're a neighbor right there, you're obviously not super excited about Cuz it's the that. same deal, right? We want to get rid of Memorial Pool. People fired up around the right around that neighborhood cuz they don't have they want their pool. So the people around that neighborhood and the railroad people, um, they want their park there, right? Let me get so. Jeff in here. Let's get another call in here before we go. Jeff, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. Hi. Hi. I think the city has done enough in the past few years, well, decades, to degrade the parks as it is. I have like 16 pairs of ice skates hanging in my house. Where do you go ice skating anymore unless you go to the ice arena? I mean, that is an excellent question. That's all I have time for. This is Wisdom. I'm Mitch Reynolds. We run our business with a conscience. Tom and Daryl at... Mitch Reynolds, Lacrosse Talk, PM and WYZM. Thanks for joining us here this afternoon and this evening. Thanks for all your input. I uh, appreciate the guys from B stopping by, Ken Ford and uh, Paul Santarude stopping by from B, talking about their cool event coming up on Tuesday. More information about that is at blacrosse.org. We'll find out what happens with the Wittenberg Park. I'll fill you in tomorrow. Thanks, my love, to Anna. 
For Rick Solom, I'm Mitch Reynolds. We'll talk tomorrow right here on Wisdom. Closing time. I'm Angela from Lacrosse Fire.